Hello and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Megan Sunday. And I'm Bo North. On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter, and today we are here to talk about chapters 27 and 28 of Children of Dune, just as soon as we get the sand out of our wounds. Oh, ouch. Ouchie. No thank you for that. (laughs) I have fallen at the beach enough times to know that that is no fun. It is not fun. Also, no matter what people want to tell you, do not ever have sex at a beach. Mm Mm-mm. Still do it. No, it's it's not fun. It's not good. Chafing. Chafing is the watchword. Okay. <laughs> it's our PSA. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what the hell are we doing this week, Megan? This week we are talking about children in peril. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we finally get, oh, RIP our Laza Tigers. Laza Tigers? <laughs> Forever in so our beautiful. hearts. <laughs> but they deserve what they get. Uh, yeah, because they are trying to eat very small children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so poor, poor little, little Lado and Ghani are just running, running. Mm-hmm. I suppose I should um, allow for, let's talk for a second about um, our new epigraph intros. Like, yes. How do you, yes. So thank you to Jody Skinner, former guest, good friend of the show who is providing voice work for these. I'd love to know how you, the listener, enjoyed them in the last episode and, and moving forward, if this is something you'd want to see us do more, have like more people, different voices, different people reading intros for us. Yeah, more people who might, you know, pronounce things better than we do. I mean... You do great. It's me. No. <laughs> I mean, my reading comprehension level. Like, I, I can read. You know, I'm a smart person. But I am don't have a very good, like, I, like, I can't read out loud very well. Mm, that's yeah. fair. Because it's, it's not a skill we really utilize much mm-hmm. these days. I mean, I do, but I have a child. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I can go a whole day without talking to anybody, so... <laughs> these times we live in yeah anyway so yes um before we get into this chapter formally we're just gonna let jody read the next read this epigraph and uh take it away jody it is said of muadib that once when he saw a weed trying to grow between two rocks he moved one of the rocks later When the weed was seen to be flourishing, he covered it with the remaining rock. That was its fate, he explained. The Commentaries. So. All right. So they, the twins are fleeing. They Mm -hmm. knew the tigers were coming at the very end of their last chapter. Yeah. And now they are trying to desperately make it to this little sort of cleft in the the rocks in the mm-hmm. mountain where they know they can hide. But uh, Ghani's robe gets caught because they are wearing stupid long robes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for running from tigers. Ordinarily, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's no good in this circumstance. Right. She gets injured when one of them swipes in her leg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ouch. Uh, they're trying very hard to be calm. Mm-hmm. So Lato's just kind of like, well, okay, how bad is your leg? She's like, well, it's not good. Um, <laughs> should let you know that I'm bleeding. 
rip yeah. your steel suit. So not great, hun. From the way that they're describing it, it kind of sounds like the twins are in this, like, hole, kind of. Mm -hmm. Like a hole in the side of the the rock. You know, sort of a a little cleft, like you said. But sort of, like, they're down because he keeps talking about Leto sticking his knife up and out of the hole. And they can't really see, so. They were trying to get to a place where the tigers wouldn't even be able to swipe their paws in, but they mm. have not made it. And so they're right. still in an area where the tigers can reach them. Yeah. Uh, so Leto gets one. He kind of yeah. just slashes. It sounds awful, honestly. Like, he, he pokes it with the poison tip of his blade. And it's just like, <laughs> they go on and on. The description of this animal dying, yes. I feel like, just goes on and on. Uh, she, they, they're like, well, okay, we're going to make sure they don't have two. They have, don't have more than two because they usually hunt in pairs. Yeah. Uh, but then they realize, cause so Leto's just like, all right, so we killed one. Give me your knife because you'll have the, still have the fresh poison tip. We'll kill the other one the same way. But the other one has kind of learned from what happened to its, its partner. Yeah. I and got is just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And so Ghani is just like, all right. I'm going to do this because Leto says, well, one of us is going to have to be bait, mm-hmm. get it to come over here and then stab it. And she's just like, well, then if one of us has to do it, it's going to be me because I'm the one who's already hurt. Yeah. Because if he was to get hurt doing it, then they're both hurt. <laughs> like yeah. neither one of them can, they can't carry out this sort of this plan that they've hatched. So uh, she manages to do it. It's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, Leto does have a moment where he's like, should we maybe use the gun? And she's like, no, if it'll scare it away or it'll get someone's attention, we can't do that. We can't risk it. Yeah. She's, she's the brains of this operation right now. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause she's just like, he's like, well, I don't like you taking all these risks. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> like you're yeah. in a little tiny hole in a rock and a tiger is trying to eat you. <laughs> but she gets hella injured. Like, she this does. thing gets her, her arm pretty bad. Yeah, she uses her, her Benny Gesserit skills to, like, kind of calm herself. And uh, the tiger comes. She has to wait to smell it. Yeah. Because they can't see. And she gets the second tiger, but they're both, and so they're both dead. But her arm is, yeah, really badly injured. She has to use the litany against fear because it's just mm-hmm. so bad. Um. She can't feel her hand anymore. Oof. And he's yeah, and her her leg is is bad, but not as bad. Like that's the thing. So yeah, this is because it's like oops, I got sand in there. <laughs> Thanks, Leto. When she like reached the knife up, like the claws, like when she turned her arm, like he could. It's I kind of like the description. It's like you can see the trajectory of how she turned her arm like the knife into the mm-hmm. animal by the claw marks and it sounds very gnarly and just remember this is a nine-year-old girl yeah yeah it it, it clawed at her hand before she could get the knife so she just kind of had to follow where the claws were and know mm-hmm. that that was going to be its paw which oh my god yeah <laughs> that's me anytime in a movie when someone like tries to grab at a knife and I was like, stop, what are you doing? Like, I know that they're trying to not get stabbed, but I'm like, but you're going to cut your hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your fingers. 
Zowie. <laughs> yeah. Please don't do that. Yeah. So. But yeah. yay, Ghani. She does yay, it. Yay, Ghani. Ghani does yeah. it. Um, Leto bandages her up as well as he can. He does say he got sand, sand in her wounds. Oops. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, she's just like, yeah, that's old <laughs> news for Fremen. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so they're realizing, too, that whoever... Whoever controlled the tigers is probably still out there, so yeah. they have to get moving and do their plan. I which got is... emotional in this part. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, because... So, they're realizing that they've never been apart. Yeah. Not ever. And they've basically been one person, and now they have to not only split up, but Ghani has to effectively hypnotize herself mm-hmm. and change her memory, alter her memory so that she believes that Leto died yeah. in the desert. Because if she just lying isn't enough because they're, you know, they might get a truth sayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need it to be airtight. So she yeah. has to believe what she's saying. And they exchange like their frem kits so that she has the one that the bandages came out of so she could say like oh look you know I, mm-hmm. I i'm good and you know she he says well you just need to try to get back by yourself because there could be traitors if if they're you just wait for the fremen to come looking yeah just you know we've just got to go you just got to go back tell them that i died yeah and meanwhile he's going to catch a worm call a worm and uh take a ride out to the smuggler city at fondak which is also Jackarutu. Jackarutu. I think Our... this is such a cool detail mm-hmm. that it's the same place. I love shit like this. Yeah. And like how the smugglers have sort of like talked up this whole like, oh, this place is cursed. So that people will basically like stay away from it. Exactly. I love that. I love yeah. whenever people are like, oh, that old place is haunted. And it's just like. <laughs> A cranky old person who's like, I just don't want people to come by. Right. <laughs> just stay away. Uh, no thanks. Uh, I also, I know that it's a thing that the Fremen do, and we've talked mm-hmm. about it before, but the idea that he's basically just like, well, gotta go catch a worm. Yeah. <laughs> like he's hailing a cab. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I go, don't worry, I'm I'm calling, I'm calling a worm right now. And then Wo- like... <laughs> Woober. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh, God. <laughs> Megan! <laughs> Tisk! <laughs> Your worm is arriving. <laughs> Don't forget to tip. <laughs> I uh, think the worms do deserve a gratuity. But that's just me. I, all those people, like, riding on their backs and oh freaking reverend mothers with their whole, like, little chaise and everything on the back of the worm. Yeah, and, like, when they move to places, they take all their stuff. Yeah. Like, they Poor pack worms. all their shit on a worm. Yeah. Worms, <laughs> like, I just want to be underground doing what we do. turn it by, like, pulling its scales up. Yeah. Like, they hurt it, and that's why it, you know, they're able it's to, terrible. like, steer. So, yeah. not cool, but it anyway. It isn't cool. <laughs> it's um, I guess it's like an ant biting us, really. But I don't like, like that. I mean, it's I don't not want fun. An ant to bite me. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not fatal. But you know, no, I will act 
like a child if an ant bites me. Well, it depends on what kind of ant. If it's a fire ant, then oh my god. Like, well, no, I'm. I I don't have a great pain threshold, but a lot of stuff I'm just like I will deal with this. You know, like here, okay, like this is <laughs> happening. Like you know, when you have to get dental work done, like they, you know, there's mm-hmm. only so much ultimately that anesthesia is gonna do. Yeah. And that kind of thing, I'm just like, well, I don't like this, but all right, fine. But then, mm-hmm. yeah, I stub my toe and you oh, can hear it's the, it, the entire house. <laughs> like, Same. Oh. And I bump into everything. So <laughs> if my husband did like a compilation video, it would just be like, ah, ah, mm. ah, fuck, shit, what? Yep. No, ow. <laughs> just all day. Same. The song. Hard same. <laughs> the song of me. <laughs> so oh. he, he goes down to catch himself a worm. Yeah. And she basically, yeah, puts herself into a trance and is like, my brother died in the desert. Yep. The late Zatigas killed him. Even to the point where, like, when she's leaving, she thinks she sees three bodies, like two lions and her brother. Yeah. And that when she sees the worm, Mm -hmm. she can't even, like, we are told that you can see Leto on it. Yeah. uh, But she can't even see it. Yeah. She just sees the worm. Dang, that's some good hypnotism. I know, right? If like, only she even... could hypnotize me to stop eating so much so many chips. Right? Yeah. Well, it's like even so like when the worm comes, she is so deep in this compulsion that she's just like, Oh, that's good. It'll eat his body and the tigers as it should be. Yeah. Um, she's she is an old Fremen. She is. Yeah. Um yeah, I I would I would like to have that kind of ability, yeah, for something like, don't eat any more of this. <laughs> or yeah. for reminding yourself when you know something is going to make you feel sick. Oh, sure. Because your body, you never remember. Mm-mm. Like You don't remember what nausea feels like until you're feeling it. Oh, it sucks. Uh, and, you know, and the old like thing is always, you don't remember what labor feels like, which is why people have subsequent children. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I would like a little thing in my head that just says, like, if you eat that <laughs> that Bacon King from Burger King, yeah. you're going to be sick to your stomach because you always are. Yeah. No offense to Burger King. Love you. Mm-hmm. But oh. for some reason, that particular sandwich is just too much yeah. for me. And But every time I'm like, ooh, bacon. Mmm. <laughs> 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 looks delish. <laughs> And then I get halfway through it. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm in so much pain. Why have I done this? <laughs> so I would like to just have a compulsion where every time I just think of that sandwich, I get like, I don't know, like a buzz. Like, no. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> or I enjoy a compulsion. It's like, you don't need an edible and a bottle of wine. <laughs> like one, just one or the other will do. <laughs> you don't need your husband to like have to carry you to bed. <laughs> You don't need to go on Etsy. No, oh my god. Buy more more stuff. Yeah, for real. Ugh, I'm stop. in trouble. Anyway, <laughs> recently I've been channeling that through buying things for people, which again, I still, yeah. you know, you can't go nuts even if it's gifts. Mm-hmm. But I did channel the Etsy compulsion into, well, it's it's a friend's birthday really soon. So I don't know, I'll get a couple things now <laughs> so that they're here and I can send them all to her. Yeah. But yeah, it was definitely just because I was like, ooh, shopping. No. <laughs> Emma. <laughs> Emma. 
No. It's <laughs> a TikTok joke. Yeah. Uh, accessible to all the people. Uh, but yeah, so that is chapter 27. It's very short, but a lot happens. And now yeah. Ronnie is heading back to find Hara mm-hmm. and to she- tell everyone that Leto died. Yeah, and she's really sad. And it's actually, oh I yeah. I like this chapter a lot. I found it I very, like, their their connection, their bond, to me, is very moving. And the fact that, th- because they are, like, all that's really left of Cheney and Paul. Mm-hmm. They're definitely all that's left of Cheney. And yeah. so it's like, <laughs> just to, you know, for them to have all of these shared experiences and then, like, acknowledge that they are you know, their lives are, are about to change in a big fundamental way. Mm-hmm. To me, like, for children to be experiencing something that most of us don't get to experience until, you know, later in life, it's it's very poignant. It is. Yeah. And I will say here that I am grateful for the fact that Frank Herbert did resist the temptation that I think a lot of authors, particularly sci-fi and fantasy authors would have had to have had Paul have more children since he Mm. was still alive Mm -hmm. because there's nothing a sci-fi or fantasy author loves more than surprise. A a half sibling. Yeah. Yes. It's surprise. It's your half sibling. Uh, (laughs) You didn't know, but here they are. I mean, I think Grey's Anatomy has done that like three times and it's (laughs) modern day and people are still like, Oh, by the way, we are half siblings. Like what? Yeah, well, I mean, I Shondaland is really good for that. Uh, very much so. How to Get Away with Murder did that a couple times, too. I, I will never say anything bad about that show. I loved it. I've never seen it. Flawless start to finish. Anyway. But yeah, just this so uh, thank you for Paul. It was just he took up on that preacher mantle and he mm-hmm. took it very seriously as far as we know. And if he didn't, well, at least there was nothing else going on. <laughs> right. Thank you for never having it be surprise the other children of of Mwadib. Right. Like, oh. <laughs> no. They, shut, they just shut the door. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. Sorry, oh. you can't come in here. So, so uh, now we... this brings us to the next chapter. But before we get started on that, we're going to have another. Salusa Secundus. Ugh. Yeah. Well, let's let's do this epigraph first. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Governments, if they endure, always tend increasingly towards aristocratic forms. No government in history has been known to evade this pattern. And as the aristocracy develops, government tends more and more to act exclusively in the interests of the ruling class. Whether that class be hereditary royalty, oligarchs of financial empires, or entrenched bureaucracy. Politics as repeat phenomena. Benny Gesserit Training Manual. So, um, Seleucus Secundus. Seleucus Secundus. Yeah. They're trying so hard to make Seleucus Secundus happen. (laughs) Stop trying to make Seleucus Secundus happen. It's not going to happen. Although I do enjoy this chapter because Broaden is very like, all right, I'm starting to take this shit very seriously. Mm-hmm. That I guess I'm going to be emperor, possibly. And yeah. all right. And his mom is going, but wait, I thought I controlled you. <laughs> yeah. I and he's, he's not having I any said. of that. He's yeah. Like, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> so they're discussing uh, Duncan Idaho's offer to bring Jessica. Mm-hmm. It's Broaden. Uh, Princess Winnie yep. and 
Titanic. 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 Yeah. Uh, the audiobook pronounces it Tekanic. I don't like. I don't like that. <laughs> and because so, like, I don't want to remember it. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Froden calls him Tick, and it sounds like Jack, the way the narrator says it. So I've just been calling him Jack in my okay. head. <laughs> Jack, Jack. Yeah. Um, and so Froden's basically like, but why does he want to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, but why does he want to bring my my aunt here? My sort <laughs> right. of aunt here. And he, they're like, well, you know, just because. <laughs> you know, times, no are, reason. times are tough on Arrakis right now. Things are a little weird. Yeah, it's just like, but... It, he, and you picture he's probably got, like, a chart out where he's like, is she related to me? And they're like, <laughs> oh, no. Your <laughs> aunt is married, was married to her son, but you are not actually related to her, probably. I mean... Uh, but- You'd probably I'm just call just her Aunt like, Jessica because I mean, I my family know. is what you would do. I don't know or Miss why. Jessica. Just like, oh, God. Which is what I do to my child. Like, mm-hmm. um, he's like, well, yeah, so surprise. I really just That's wanted to how run I refer to all of my adult yeah. friends. That's so all she... I want to do. <laughs> but if I have to do this, there's no um, reason yeah. why I shouldn't it's... do it. You know, I, know, I, just, well, I don't do it really necessarily. I'm just going to say, he's I'm got a lot of stuff in his, 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 his room. Like, hi, mm-hmm. Bo. It sounds like, awesome. Um, I'm sorry. Are you yeah. Kidding? He's got a lot of stuff. He's, he's got, got like a library books. and comfy chairs. He's got all kinds of little like doodads and stuff he's been tinkering with and like mm-hmm. watching. And, you know, he's clearly been hanging out there a lot. Yeah. Uh, I like that they're like floating beanbag chairs, is how I picture them. And that I'm sounds amazing. It. Yeah. I love it. I wish I wish to have that, mm-hmm. frankly. I would love like a floating hammock situation. <laughs> You're just floating around your house in a hammock. That is just too, that's too close to the Baron for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I could wear a little contraption that would just fly me around to places, I think I would probably do that. Yeah, we were out this morning. We went to a local park and walked around, and it was great. But there was definitely points where I was like, why is walking? Yeah. Why? As a culture, did we decide this was a thing? <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's... Farad's kind of also like, look, I tried to invite them here mm-hmm. to just hang out. So it would be cool, because it's my, my cool, my personal lounge. But... Mm-hmm. It's really kind of sucking because my mom is awful and Jack Jack keeps saying, oh, my lord and my lady. And I just, I don't like the energy. Yeah. I wanted a chiller vibe and it's not working. See, I, this is why I like Farudin. I feel like he's my people. I just like that she's wearing a Sardaukar uniform and it's like he, I wish he was wearing like a robe. (laughs) Yeah. Just like I just thought we'd hang out. He should be wearing something very cash, some sweats, you know. That was always... And I know it's become like almost our own meme at this point, though. Inevitably, <laughs> we will talk about Star Wars. But I, someone recently <laughs> mentioned, I saw it on TikTok, where they thought the funniest thing of any of the sequels was that Snoke was just in his like bathrobe. <laughs> and so I just can't stop thinking about that now, that every time we saw that big giant like spooky hologram, he was basically just like, oh, hey, yeah. I didn't get dressed. <laughs> I mean, if I was e- the evil leader of the free of the galaxy, I probably would just hang out in my robe too. But then Kylo Ren was, and he was still in full full gear. Mm, that's just that's his way. True. Yeah. But yeah, just the fact that he's just in his robe and slips 
Well, I mean, if there's anyone that's a tryhard, it's Kylo Ren. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, Jack is basically like, well, I don't think Duncan Idaho would say he could bring Jessica if he couldn't. Yeah. And this is great because Princess Winnie is just like, well, of course he wouldn't. Fred's like, yeah, shh. Mm, We're going to (laughs) shh. To you, no one asked ma'am. you, mother. <laughs> and he's like, so we haven't done this? Like, we didn't make this happen. Mm-hmm. Guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've brought everyone to the chill room. Uh, I want us to have a real atmosphere of openness. <laughs> so I want you to know you can just tell me anything. But you have to tell me right now or else it's going to be a problem later. Yeah. And they're and both they're like, like no. No, one me. This th- Not this time. Uh, and, uh, when she, I can't, you know, I can't say it. Princess Winnie is, says, well, we've heard rumors of this trouble at Arrakis. And Franz is like, yeah, unconfirmed. Shh, again, shh. (laughs) Um, the idea, the idea of shh, my mom. (laughs) I'm damn near 40 years old and I'm still like, oh no, I don't know about that. (laughs) I mean, there have been times. Well, I, I. Like <laughs> she's in the house. I can't see mm. it. <laughs> I don't know where she is. Um, <laughs> she could be on the other side of the door with a glass <laughs> to her ear. <laughs> That's it. That seems likely. <laughs> yeah. Um, he says, well, they said he's looking for asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could be fake. It yeah. could be a ruse. Because he is married to Alia. So. Yeah. And they're just like, well, what if Alia just, like, what if they just had, like, a, a little spat? <laughs> what if he's just fallen out of favor? Because, again, they know the about... entire universe is like, because we've heard she's fucking Javid. Yeah, but, I mean, Javid is their, is their spy. So. I know, but it's just the fact that Alia, the, the Baron even was like, oh, it'll be so discreet. No one will yeah. ever know, and everyone knows. <laughs> no secrets in Dune. Uh, I mean, there's lots of secrets, but not about who's fucking. And, you know, I like that Rodden's basically like, yeah, I don't care about anything that Javid says because he's a double agent. Yeah, he's obviously not trustworthy, so. You know, like, yeah, he's given us lots of information, but we obviously can't trust him as far as we can throw him because we know that he's playing both sides. Yeah. And I also kind of think that Farad'n, and I don't see this as necessarily, like, any kind of prudish thing. I think he's a little, like, and he's sleeping with a married lady. Mm. Mm-hmm. Don't like that. That yeah, seems I, unpleasant. I don't think he's prudish. I think he's just, you know, he, he thinks it's tacky. It, yeah, he's just kind of yeah. like, well, what a way. Oh, all right. This is the best way he could think of to get information. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, And so... <laughs> Princess Winnie's just like, well, I just don't see that there's any reason that we shouldn't trust Javid. And he's like, Mom, <laughs> take my word for it. I'll exp- he goes, I'll explain it to you later. <laughs> and then even uh, Tech is just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I kind of am on his side of this. And she's just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never. She says as though she were some sort of lightheaded fancy woman. Now, this is interesting because Fred says that they can't forget that Duncan Idaho, he says, was a Gola, which is like, no, he still is. Like, yeah. I get that he got his old memories back um, and all that, but, like, he's still a Gola, my dude. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and there's still and it's so funny because they're just like yeah what if the Tlaxu had like put something in him to like make him work against the Atreides or something it's like yeah no we've been over that mm-hmm. we've 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 rung that bell um, yeah <laughs> it's like don't don't worry about it guys it's cool yeah <laughs> uh that was long long ago so far far away sorry I can't help it it's like <laughs> fucking programmed into my dna or something uh, yeah we can't help it yeah so uh, they they talk a little about whether or not this would be good if people found out jessica was there mm-hmm. you know would it be a bargaining chip or would people just be like oh my god that's so awful that they have the lady jessica yeah i mean because they're like well we don't know who's gonna have beef with her like who might have beef with her and might want you know to negotiate some kind of exchange or, you know, might want to hurt Alia through her mother or so-and-so, you know, it's, there's a lot of possibilities kind of being thrown out. Uh, Fraud's just like, you know, and also she's very dangerous. I've heard that the mm-hmm. Betty Gesserit can, you know, manipulate people uh, using their voice and his mom's just like, and their body. And then she, and she's like, body. well, Arulin showed me some stuff that she learned and she was showing off. <laughs> but, and it kind of was awful because she's awful. Uh, but yeah, they can do that too. And Fran's just like, so you think that Lady Jessica's going to try to seduce me? Yeah. And she's like, uh, or uh, Fran's like, isn't she a little old for that? And I'm like, for fuck's sake. Oh my God. She's, she's like, like 40 something. Yeah. She's like probably 20 years older than you, my my dude. But that's, yeah. she's not dead and apparently still so beautiful despite being 40 Be- being a haggard crone of 40 um I, although to be fair you know she like his mom is just kind of like i don't know and tech's like well i don't know she's a benny jesuit so you don't know and fraud does have this little moment where he's like huh, hmm, all right, huh. <laughs> maybe i'm getting important now and <laughs> like benny jesuit ladies might be trying to seduce me <laughs> yeah like, ooh, I might get to nice the Emperor. Nice work if you can get it, I guess. Um, but then he's still like, but what if it would be kind of great, too, if I didn't become Emperor and I could just hang out in my room and read books? Yeah. Which, yeah, man. Or he's, I... just, he's like, I would be content if I was just ruling Seleucus Secundus. Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be fine. And he's like, you know, there's all kinds of stuff to that I could do, that I need to do here. But then he's like, like, but maybe I'd be good at it. I don't know. That's the thing, too, is he's like, well, maybe I could actually make some changes mm-hmm. and it would actually be good. But I do think there is like a moment where he's like, ladies might try to seduce me. <laughs> hmm. Well, emperor, you say? Yeah. Like, that seems kind of <laughs> nice. Like, it'd be pretty great to restore my family line to the lion throne, but also ladies, you say. <laughs> a lot of ladies aren't coming to his comfy lounge yeah, I guess to look not. at his books and his, <laughs> his doodads, unfortunately, I don't think. Um, and then <laughs> Tech is just talking about something and Fran's like, why are we talking about this? <laughs> Which is like me at any meeting. Like, I love what? How, like, how he's coming out swinging, just yep. like totally dismissive of these two people that have been such a you know founding force in his life yeah and he says 
you know, his mom's like, well, I was just asking if Tech was familiar with the philosophy behind the Bene Gesserit. And Fred's like, yeah, I don't want to talk about philosophy. No, thank you. We're going <laughs> to yeah. move on from that. Oh, we need to talk about Duncan Idaho and the fact that he wants to bring Lady Jessica. And then he just ran. He, it's not random. Like, he's he's doing it deliberately, but he's just like, so, did you know that the Fremen used to kill anyone who wasn't wearing a still suit on site? And they're like, what mm-hmm. are you talking about? <laughs> and he he's pushing that, you know, like... Now he says, you know, look, people, people are wearing like we've talked about this a little before, like the faux yeah. still suits. Yeah, it's become fashion. And, yeah, it's become a fashion, and they're just like, well, why do you want to know that? And he's like, because you have to know this stuff. Like this, he said, that, you know, I said the still suit was the key to their character, and it is. It's a conser- cons- it's a conservative thing. The mistakes they make will be conservative mistakes. And it's so funny because they're both like, well, this isn't like his grandfather was. So we don't know if this means he'll be a good emperor. And it's like, no, he's actually making a lot of sense. And also mm-hmm. it does help to know the people. Yeah. That, that you're going to rule. Potentially going to rule. Yeah. Um, and then they're just like, oh, this is kind of how we heard that Paul was. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Which is going like, to come yeah, up I wish again. I, wish I could have met him. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> he says, you know, the, he says, the influence of a planet upon the mass and consciousness of, it inhab- of its inhabitants has never been fully appreciated. To defeat the Atreides, we must understand not only Kaladin, but Arrakis, one planet mm-hmm. soft and the other a training ground for hard decisions. And he's like, we have to know how it worked that they were able to go to Arrakis and still succeed. Mm-hmm. Or we're not going to be able to defeat them. Like, you have yeah. to understand them. And the fact that none of them are following is like, well, this is why you guys have been stuck on Seleucus Secundus for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Because, oh my gosh. Because <laughs> Winnie's just like, what does this have to do with whether or not Duncan Idaho brings us Lady Jessica? He's just like, oh my God. <laughs> and uh, he says, well, how will we know when we've passed where we don't have any other choices? And Texas like, oh, we're long <laughs> past the point of no return. And he just says, Ugh. well... We always have alternate choices. And he says, when you come to the end of your rope, that's an important place to recognize. Mm-hmm. It's like, Fran. So dramatic. I love you. You're kind of <laughs> great. He is. He's pretty awesome, I gotta say. And also, since we talked about this, pre- you know, the last the last episode, I brought this up. Um, this was the whole section where I was like, this is why the only character from Star Wars that could go into Dune is Thrawn, because this is sort of how he is with art. <laughs> Um, but anyway, moving on. Again, though, he's blue, and I think people in Dune would be like, yikes! <laughs> Who is this blue person? They... The, the way that they react when they see, like, a tall person or, like, a small person or <laughs> someone who has, like, one green eye and one blue eye, I don't even know what they'd do if they saw an alien. <laughs> Just like, oh my god! <laughs> yet, they can all handle a futar, but anyway, not to that yet. <laughs> not to that yet no stay tuned for that so stay that tuned. was that was chapter 28 yeah again a little one but a lot of stuff's going on in mm-hmm. i mean faradin yeah is, is turning out to be a pretty good egg he's definitely uh, Jessica, one of the more interesting characters this of this installation 
And I still will love him forever for the ending when he is talking to Ghani, who is still nine. And she's just like, I guess we're going to get married, maybe have some kids. And he's just like, uh, let's talk about that in like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, I'm going to, oh. <laughs> like, no, don't hold my hand. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Yep. <laughs> that part I remember clearly. Because, you know, it just, it reminds me a lot of, this is a scene that I've always thought was so little, but so funny. In the very beginning of the Disney Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. when they do the whole big, like, you know, everyone comes for Aurora's, like, christening and everything. Mm-hmm. Little tiny Prince Philip, like, peers at the baby and is like, oh. <laughs> and I think the parents are talking kind of, oh, you know, oh, I have a son and now you've had a daughter. And he's just like six or seven and he's just like looking at this baby and going like, ooh. <laughs> like, no thanks. <laughs> and I just love that because it's like, that's, yeah. Someone's just like, oh, maybe someday you guys could get married. You're like, well, to that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, babies are just larval humans, so... So I just like that this concludes with Farad basically being like, that's all great. I'm going to go read books <laughs> for about 10, 11 years. Yeah. And then we will discuss that. The whole affirmation, <laughs> aforementioned baby situation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bye. See you later. <laughs> Talk to you in a decade. Right. No, Farad's pretty great. I like him. Yeah. I like him because he's like, he's not... He's not, like, any one thing. He's not a straight-up villain. He's not a straight-up saint. He is um, a scholar. I like that about him, that he wants to learn, and that he's actually interested in what it means to be a good leader and a good ruler. He is sort of what Paul could have become if they didn't have the whole Muad'Dib thing on top of him. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I I think that's actually, wow, that's... (laughs) That's really good insight right there. <laughs> I try sometimes. <laughs> I never even considered it, honestly. But yeah, I mean, I Because like see... young Paul, you know, with his whole like, well, do we have any books about this? And do we have any pictures of worms? And Right. <laughs> Just wanted to sit on his fish bed and... <laughs> <laughs> Read about worms. Yeah. <laughs> Got any pictures of worms for me? What's a Fremen look like? Can you show me a Fremen? <laughs> You don't look like a fremen, Paul. You can't say that. He's just Paul, oh my god. Laying on his fish bed, looking at Frim Hub. Oh no. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Oh no. Well, he is a teenager. He was a teenager, so. Except that Paul was the kind of teenager who would definitely, it would be like, oh, what was that movie we did for Predictacast? The Babysitter, when oh, the yeah. kid looks up orgy and then just goes like ah throws the computer away <laughs> that would be paul on from yeah looking probably. up orgies spice orgy like mm, what's a spice orgy click oh no yeah <laughs> he would absolutely then also go and ask like gurney He'd be like so um oh yeah not that i looked it up or anything no but he has- He's eight ass Duncan. I think he knows Duncan's No, Duncan's like reputation Duncan's, with the ladies. Yeah, because his he'll be like, let me tell you a story about an orgy. And it's like, no, Duncan, that is not appropriate. You're not helping. Like, no, no. Fair point, fair point. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, I've got some photos. No, Duncan. <laughs> Wait till you see how they get out of those still suits. <laughs> I guarantee 
everyone loved Duncan so much because he went to live amongst the Fremen and like day two there was a spice orgy and he was just like yes bring it <laughs> my, my time has come and you're like this guy's awesome <laughs> I've been training my whole life for this <laughs> this guy parties <laughs> oh so um hey we have a new review on iTunes yay! it's exciting yeah. yay it's it's just a short one but I want to I want to call it out because it's made me happy it's from Bruiser Lady which is mm. a great love it a really great username, and it says informative, insightful, and hilarious. Love these two. Well, we love you. Yes, Thank we you. love you too. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Uh, those are all things we try to be. Uh, yep. That, I mean, that's really the whole thing behind this podcast. I'm not doing it because it's like for clout. <laughs> Just, we <laughs> want sweet to Dune podcast clout. Yeah, I mean on the streets. Sure, it's just for edutainment purposes only. Yeah. E for entertainment. <laughs> yeah. So that that's our new review, and that's all I got. Yeah. This week. Uh, yeah, same here. Um, it's just, it's April. Yeah, it's April. So I mean, we what? are going to have a newsletter coming out soon, and we will have a Q&A video coming out soon. So yes. please do send us your questions at weirdingpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can, um, you know, message us on Twitter or Instagram at WeirdingPod, both places. Yeah, so ask us your questions. We will read them on our video episode for the Patreon. And, uh, yeah. Yes, please do. <laughs> please. <laughs> well, that's been it this for this week. As always, you can find us over at thespool.net where we write about film and television Find us on Twitter, Instagram, all the places. Facebook, we're there too, but not so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So until next time, be nice and take, take your, your spice. spice. Hey, we were almost in sync that time. Hey, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Today's episode featured the tracks Witch Sisters by Christian Anderson and Bird of Mouth by Mo Life. You can hear more of their music at epidemicsound.com. Epigraphs were voiced by Jody Skinner, and our theme song is Tiger Lily by Josh Whiteman. Hear more of his music at soundcloud.com slash whitemanjosh. If you enjoyed this episode, please visit us on iTunes, rate, and review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to visit us on Patreon at patreon.com slash weirdingpodcasts. like mr brian's apple juice so <laughs> yeah brian thought that was adorable <laughs> she probably thought it was real fancy in a glass bottle <laughs> she's like ooh, the good stuff <laughs> <laughs> nothing but the best for my man <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry I, I need to laugh at that <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no, it's, it's fine. Because <laughs> it is, like, you know, Trader Joe's version of Corona, so. I, it's just, I've definitely done that where if I've gone to, like, McDonald's or something, and my husband, my husband is vegetarian, so, like, I don't get mm-hmm. him anything, but I'll, if I get him, like, extra fries, I've definitely done the, like, look at this, your <laughs> wife taking care of you. Yeah, nothing but the best <laughs> for you. Like, taking care of my baby. <laughs> Don't worry about it. We got to keep you... them happy. 